0: Hey there, this is Dennis Anyone with Dennis Hensley, a podcast about making things up and making things happen. I talk to all kinds of creative people, and this week is sort of a part two of my previous guest, Andrea Carla Michaels. She writes crossword puzzles, she's a namer, Uh, she loves games, she plays Scrabble, she gives away pizza, and we're going to hear some more of her amazing stories in this particular episode. If you want to support the podcast with a little virtual tip, you can do that at DennisAnyone.net. And uh, I'd love for you to subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already, and maybe write me a review on iTunes. That helps a lot. And just share links, tell people about it if you enjoy it, Uh, anything to help get the word out. I appreciate it. And now, without any further ado, here's part two of Andrea Carter-Michaels. So you were a chaperone on the dating game. Yes. So when somebody won the date, you would go with them on the date?
1: Yes.
0: What was the most memorable experience of that? What do you remember?
1: Well, the most memorable one, uh, I think, was when the guy didn't show up and I went with my boyfriend and we had to pretend that the girl was our chaperone because she was black and they didn't do mixed couples.
0: Wow. So in order for her to have the trip and to get to go, you went with your boyfriend.
1: Well, no, I went alone. If the right. one or the other didn't show up, I went alone with Usually. Them, usually. And I was supposed to um, turn back in the other... Together. Right. But most of the time, the hotels had gone to tremendous uh, setting up wonderful side trips. They were so excited that the, the couple was coming and everything else. So, um, because if one or the other canceled, they were usually allowed to bring someone else of the opposite sex. Right. And... Um,
0: were, you, were these trips out of town? So Yes. You were they were
1: all out of town. So, so if were, they were under 21... Um, It was usually to Hawaii uh, or somewhere in the United States. Uh, I went to New Orleans and New York and Boston, Colorado. Um, And if they were over 21, uh, we went went to Jamaica. I went to Rio. So that
0: was not a fabulous gig. It
1: was the best job of my entire life, unpaid,
0: Unpaid. I paid. God damn it! Nobody know, ever gets. I know. I know. This broadcast should be called "Nobody ever gets paid for anything." I
1: know, but all the all my expenses were
0: paid. all the trips, all the food, everything, and
1: I got to everything but liquor.
0: Okay. Um,
1: and I got to keep my miles. Good. And I took them all. Went to Japan.
0: <laughs> Amazing did but, okay now on The Bachelor, which is like the new dating show, which, which, which is like ten with. years I'm old
1: I'm so upset, but I'm but here. there's
0: basically the fantasy suites where they're basically saying, okay, this is where they have sex, yeah, now on the dating game did did any of the couples have fool around
1: no they they were not even speaking to each other by the time the plane landed,
0: right they were um, not having it
1: just you know the thing was you have to admit that attraction is. At least 98%. Right, and this was all based physical. on questions.
0: and Yeah, yeah, yeah. And
1: these fake questions. Right. Of at least when we were younger, the questions had some sexual innuendo to them. You know, right. It would be like, what kind of dessert? Oh, I beat chocolate fudge sundae. You can beat right. me slowly. When I was on it, it was the all new dating game. Right. With uh, Jeff McGregor. And it was... It was kind of just these bitchy, like, I hate when a girl drives my car. What do you hate? I mean, it was... I don't...
0: Nope, that doesn't make anyone horny. Yeah.
1: No. So, the thing was, the most of the men were gay and just wanted to be on TV. Right. Um, because the uh, travel coordinator was gay and it was to his friends. Actually, that's the only job I tried to get that I actually... Didn't wait till something fell into my lap. You actually I, went after it. Oh, my God. I, I, I think you would appreciate this story. I'm watching the show one day. And they say, you and your chaperone, four days, five nights in Vienna. And I'm like, how do you get on the show? And then I right. thought, well, who are the chaperones? So the next day, I videotaped it. Right. And um, and in the credits, it said, travel coordinator, Michael Grisoulis. So I called <laughs> I called the uh, the production company right um, and um, asked to speak to him and said, you know I, w- I would like to become and they're like oh we don't we don't need anyone you know thank you and I said, oh but you know I'd be really good I'm really responsible I speak lots of languages I, I you know I'd be I'd take really good care of them I was about I think I was about twenty Six twenty-seven years old. Man. Right. And he said, oh, you know, thank you. No.
0: Thanks, but no thanks.
1: Thanks, but no thanks. And, um, and then I said, well, um, uh, could I, uh, join a, uh, a wait list, um, in case something opens. And he said, oh, honey, you know, we have hundreds of people on the, right. the wait list and and really i i can't talk to you right now i'm trying to leave to go out of town from boston for a couple of weeks and but you know thank you click i <laughs> i i waited two weeks called back hi michael how was your trip you know and he's like who is this and and uh i said uh i called about um being a, a chaperone, I'm just wondering if there's anything I can do. And he goes, "Well, really, it's people who work on the show." And um, I said, "Oh, I don't really want to work on the show. I just
0: want to go on trips." <laughs> yeah,
1: I just want to go on trips. Um, and I, I said, "Oh, so there's, um, so there's really like no other way." And he said, um, "To tell you the truth, it's." It's like friends of mine. And so I said to him, I go, well, meet me.
0: Right? So let's be friends. <laughs>
1: yeah. I mean, I couldn't believe it. I mean, so like, I, I was such a maniac about it. And he, he actually laughed and said, all right, come on in. And I walked in. And he was a really wonderful, he was like six eight, uh, very kind of over-the-top sweetheart, thing and we sat down and we just started talking and laughing and talking about travel and, right. and then he said well I, I've had a cancellation for this weekend to the Bahamas um, here's a thousand dollars and uh, three tickets and I was like Michael <laughs> don't you want to check my references uh, I'm some maniac who's been right. calling you And he's like, oh, honey, I've met hundreds of people. I know you're okay. And I'm like, well, I am okay, but you don't know that. At that point, I was trying to... You are trying trying
0: trying to to, talk him out of fire? Yes,
1: because I thought it was, like, really irresponsible on his part. Because I thought if the roles were reversed and this woman had been stalking me. So, um, but anyway, I mean, he trusted me and uh, gave me the tickets and the money and... That was the first of something like 16 trips.
0: That's amazing that you did that. Oh, my I God. That.
1: I would give anything in the world for that show to come back. You know what killed us was um, the love connection.
0: Oh, yeah. Because then,
1: cause then people could hear what actually happened on trips. See, right. on ours, we went on these trips. You never heard from the people again. Yeah so that was
0: it yeah they just went on the and, trips
1: and suffice to say they always hated each other i only yeah. had one successful couple and it turned out she was actually still married and <laughs> we were in,
0: otherwise it was a success otherwise
1: we were in molokai mm. and there was nothing there but a leper colony it was really it was really uh um, you know i haven't been to hawaii since i would love to go yes you go? it sounds
0: beautiful. Sure. All right, so you picked okay. a few uh, two oh, questions. Oh, you're still doing this? Even yes. I've
1: talked this long? I Sorry. love it. Do you okay. collect
0: anything? These are from the observation deck.
1: Yes, I collect many things. I collect um, uh, used lottery tickets that I do the second chance on. Okay. <laughs> you know, if you find a ticket on the ground, right. there's actually a second number underneath that you rub off and you put a into the computer. Because I love the oh, idea know. of one day winning the lottery from something someone else threw on the ground.
0: That's, That's amazing. I didn't know about that.
1: Yeah, I collect I collect them. I I, I collect uh,
0: Enzo leave it. Leave it. See oh, he did.
1: Good boy. Good boy. Good boy.
0: All right. Enzo was trying to chew my cord. So I, lo- I didn't know about the Second Chance lottery tickets. That's amazing. I
1: used to collect Robert Benchley books. There you go. on, on, on Woody Allen. Allis. I um, love that. I probably collect other things that I forget that i The lottery ticket's good. Yeah.
0: Um, do you have any stories about John Lithgow? That's <gasps> not actually on the card, but she has a story, and so I wanted an excuse to ask her. So. Break it down.
1: All right. When I was living here, I was invited to a dinner party one night. That was not a showbiz dinner. Right. It was just you know eight people, and uh, actually it was uh, uh, a UCLA history.
0: So it was like professor. academics. It
1: was academics. My friend was a journalist. Um, I was his date, and I get there, and and John Lithgow is married to a woman who teaches.
0: Right. So he was part of the. People.
1: He was part of the people. And after dinner,
0: <laughs>
1: they decide to play Pictionary. Okay. And they didn't want any of the couples to be on the same team. Right. So they said, um, let's, uh, we'll, we'll pair up by birthdays. Right. And John Lithgow says, October 19th. And I said, oh, I'm October 18th. So, so we're paired. And <laughs> while we're sitting there, uh, right before we started around, you know, you know, um, did I say pictionary? You said
0: pictionary. No, categories. Categories. Okay. Sorry,
1: categories. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you know, like you roll this twenty-four yeah, sided die, right. and uh, and then it's a letter, and but so right before we were about to uh, start around, um, the um, my uh, friend said, "Oh, you know." you two both went um, to Harvard and so I turn. I said oh what what year were you and you know what house did you live in and we start Dah, blah, blah, blah. meanwhile the the round is going on and we're you of chatting away writing a couple answers down stuff and suddenly the round is up and half our stuff is empty right so I think it was you know say it was the letter M and it right. was something you've you um, a kind of car, something you find in the kitchen, right. a city, whatever. So the first the first thing was something you find in the kitchen. And we didn't have anything. Right. So, um, and it wasn't probably that the two of us were incapable of coming up. No, but something. you just
0: didn't use your time well. But
1: we, we did not use our time right, well. Right, right, right. Because it turned out we had lived in the same dorm. Right, he's, so you were just he's, going... He's um, a good 10 years or so older than I am. Right. Um, and again wasn't famous then. I mean, well, I think he had already been in the the world according to Garth, so I mean, maybe he had already won an Oscar, but and I think I had seen him in M. Butterfly um, in New York years before, but he hadn't been on Third Rock from the Sun. He hadn't been, he wasn't a household name. This must be, I'm guessing uh, 1988. Okay. Okay, so um, so They start going around, and the first couple says, mixer. Right. And the second couple says, microwave. And John goes, oh, we had that, and crosses off.
0: Which is not true. You did not have a thing. We didn't
1: have anything. So
0: John Lithgow is cheating at Scattergory.
1: Right. But I don't realize what's happening at first. I think he's kidding. Right. Because he goes, oh, we had that, and then they had to cross off theirs, and right. we crossed off yeah. ours. And I'm sitting there, and I'm waiting for him to say, "Now we didn't have anything. Right. But he doesn't say it. No,
0: he's literally really cheating. He's
1: actually cheating. So I'm sitting there going, wait, do I say something? And if I don't say something, I'm complicit. Right. And games are my whole life.
0: Yes, you don't fuck around with games. Yeah. You're legit.
1: Yeah, and, and, and I'm sort of stunned, and... But I'm a guest, and it's right. John Lithgow, you know. What and do I, you do? What do I do? Does he
0: keep cheating?
1: Well, I began to laugh. <laughs> and it wasn't just normal laughing. It was that sort of Mary Tyler Moore at the, uh, you the know, funeral thing. Uh, yeah, because people are like, what is so funny? And I'm like, well, I wouldn't be having a second. You know, I just, I, I didn't know what to do. So <laughs> I have no memory how... Uh, if he messed up, if how I got home that he nothing. Right? You don't remember so, anything. So, but happened. for the but there's more. <laughs> so for the ensuing years, whenever John Lithgow's name would come up, which started to be more and more often, I would say to people, you know, he cheated at categories. <laughs> I would tell them the story. Okay, so this went on for years. Now, fade forward. Um, Let's see. It was my my twentieth reunion, so it was uh, the year two thousand, and um, it was my twenty fifth reunion. Yeah, so it was about two thousand five, right? And um, so, you know, a good fifteen years after the fact, right? And I'm no longer living in L.A. I'm up in San Francisco, writing, naming, whatever. I go to my reunion. I couldn't even afford. I remember to go to the reunion um, because it was um, seven hundred dollars for oh, the shit. registration That's and no eighty dollars for the wine and cheese. And, yeah, fuck the know, wine and cheese. Yeah, well, I wrote to them and I said, look, I don't drink. If I promise not to eat, can I stand around and see my oh old my friends? Because oh I, I forgot to earn money. <laughs> so, <laughs> so. In the meantime, you know, my classmates... Did they say yes? Not only did they say yes, they said they had a special fund for people. And I said, no, I can't accept that because I'm poor, you know, by choice. I mean, I wasn't... Right. You know, I said, that should go for it. And they said, no, come, you know everybody, you'll make it fun, and then the rich people will give money. So I'm like, okay, I can do that.
0: Right, you're the most fun, for sure.
1: Well, no, that's definitely not for sure. I mean, my class. Andy Borowitz is in my class and uh Peter Sellers not the actor but the Wunderkin director and um you know half the people who write for the Simpsons I mean it's like uh, we had kind of a special class uh I'm I'm, if anything I'm kind of the black sheep although there was a reunion that I went and they showed um Clips from everything, and I had submitted when I won the motorhome on uh,
0: Wheel of Fortune. On Wheel of which Fortune, we haven't talked about. And
1: and they had um and, and I
0: bet the placement eight shifts.
1: Well, they did, but you know, until then they were showing um, uh, Peter Sellers' Nixon in China opera and and Andy Borowitz's, you know Prince of Bel Air, whatever. And as it's going on, and this this Mark Dana who had first uncovered the Bosnian atrocities. Right, all these serious,
0: and, accomplished...
1: Yeah, and I, I'm sinking further and further in my chair thinking this is so embarrassing and, and they're not actually even going to show mine. And then um, and then they said, oh, you know, we saved this for last. And it was just that 10 seconds where everything in my entire life came together and I solved the puzzle in right. my motorhome. And it was almost like with those rocky, like...
0: I'm sure they were. women went H for it. It
1: was it was a very happy, validating moment in my life because I mean I've never really cared specifically. I've always just done my own thing. Right, but but still, I was starting to have a lot of doubts in those days because right. every once in a while I was like, I mean I've never said, oh should I have married? Should I have had kids? Should I have earned money? Should I have had a career? You know, I don't I don't think in those terms. Right. But when you go to reunions.
0: Yeah, when everybody's. When it's $700 just to have the wine and cheese. Yes, and and when. fuck.
1: And when people had many expectations for me because I was very young when I went and I was going to be a lawyer and. Right. You know, and then I came back and went into stand up and, you know, I took a very different path. Yeah. So, but anyway, so I'm at my 25th. And, um, but by the. You know, skin in my teeth. Actually, I I remember I won a ticket on um, Travelocity was just starting. I had entered a contest, whatever. So, uh, because I want my whole life to be one big game show, you know that. (laughs) I'm
0: sure you. (laughs) That's going to be the title of this podcast. (laughs) I want my life to be one big game show.
1: Because, as you know, you can work very hard and earn nothing. You can work not hard at all, and somebody gives you a shitload of money for something. It is so so arbitrary. It is so random and so awful and so unfair. And yet, I mean, so my... But what are you going to do? you got to Well, live. that's why I find the lottery tickets on the ground. I just think, like, why not get money that way? You right. know, it's, it's all crazy. And, you know, and obviously I'm seeing it in a very clear contrast these days. When I'm giving somebody a slice of food, I mean, they have nothing. They literally have what they're wearing it's you know San Francisco's become like Calcutta or something it's it's um, it's it's very
0: it's very
1: well it's very humbling right
0: in your face you yeah. can't miss it yeah so, so
1: anyway the but, reunion John okay, sorry. okay sorry okay sorry so uh, yes, back when life was
0: more fun. Right. Um, so <laughs> Before the, yeah,
1: yeah. So I know I'm very serious now. I almost said, "Oh, you don't want to do a podcast?" No, I find all like, of this stuff so
0: fascinating. I love it.
1: Well, so I'm at my reunion, and um, and the 25th they make a very big deal about it. it's five days because I think you're supposed to be at the peak of your <laughs> right, yeah. and your kids theoretically are just right. starting college and.
0: Everything's going wonderfully.
1: Every, yeah, they that's And then I think they don't speak to you again till like your yeah, 40th or something. But um so I'm standing there the first night and someone says and I said who's who's the um commencement speaker tomorrow, because it's always, it literally oh, was Mother Teresa the year before me, um, and uh, it's like, it's usually like Salt
0: Solzhenitsyn, or the
1: King of Spain, you know, because it's the Harvard commencement, they right. said, it's John Lithgow, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, he cheated at categories so I'm like, John Lithgow? Because they had never had an actor. They have this class day the day before right. where it's Walter Cronkite or it was, right. you know, it's usually somebody funny. I think last year they had um, Mindy uh Mindy Kalen, I think she spoke, you know. Is it
0: the Hasty Pudding thing or is that something else? That's
1: something else. Okay. That's, that's a woman of a year thing okay. that they do. But, um, no, this is, they have the class day speaker, which um, uh, is, has a like a funny speaker right. and 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 the student who gives a funny oration like my year it was Andy Borowitz and right the year before it was um, or the year after it was Mike Reese who created The Simpsons right always so, we, so <laughs> it's it's a tough, it's a, a, tough, tough gig crowd. To, it's a tough gig to get yeah it's an easy crowd tough gig yeah. but um yeah, so, I mean, that was sort of what it felt like at Harvard at the time. Because I was 16 and from Minnesota. And, Amazing
0: that you got in at 16.
1: Well, I had been this chess champion yeah. and stuff. So, um, I mean, I was an interesting little girl.
0: Right. You know. <laughs> <laughs> she breaks down. So, you find out it's going to be John Lithgow. Right. And, so go.
1: Go. and so, I say, you know... I'm going to find him and meet him and find out what the fuck went on that night.
0: Right. And
1: I'm going to get closure.
0: (laughs) Damn it. I'm going to get closure.
1: I want to know why, you know, and because I was like dragged into it. And I had spent these years. And I thought, here is my only chance because I'm no longer in show business. Right. And actually, it was unusual. The reason why they had John Lithgow was he apparently had started a whole... Arts thing at school after well after I graduated and has this whole weekend that's devoted to the right. arts and um, uh, I think helped found a major because it used to be uh, you could be in in plays. Uh, I'm staying with. A woman who I met, right. a musical comedy that Andy Borowitz wrote. Actually, there see this go. all comes together. It was called Oh No No Net. It was a circus thing, but um,
0: <laughs>
1: so. But that was always extracurricular. You couldn't right. get credit. There wasn't for any a of that. there
0: wasn't a program there.
1: No, I think you could study the history of drama right. and whatever. But I think apparently John Lithgow has made people, um, and so they were, and and he's not the same. 5 or 10 years me. Right. I'm class of 80 and he's class of 67 or something. Right, right, so right. it wasn't like I was going to be running into This was your
0: chance to get closure.
1: This was my chance and I figure I'm bound to run into him, you know. But then I find out that graduation is at 8 or 9 in the morning. And so I'm thinking, oh damn, you know, I'm not going to be there for that. Right. Uh, cuz they have this thing you can Did march you not in speak at your class.
0: reunion? Did he speak? Was he was
1: speaking. The reunion was during graduation, so, so he was, he was speaking, going to be speaking to the twenty thousand to the
0: commencement. He was giving the commencement. He was giving speech. the okay, commencement I got speech. It. So, all right.
1: But um, and what they do, and I guess, um, uh, uh, and I don't know if they do this at other schools, but at commencement there you march in with your class. Right. The alumni march in. There was, you know, there used to be a man from like 1918 who would yeah. come there. And so, it was actually pretty horrifying. I just went for my my 35th reunion and the old, old person who was walking in was class of 67 or something. Wow. <laughs> but well, that person is already 80, 90 years old. it marches on. I really marched on. I mean, it was really... So you go in, right. you go in with your class. So... So by that morning, I was up. (laughs) You were going to... I was dressed.
0: You were going to try to find him.
1: No, I just... I just... Yes. Well, I was going to try and find him at one of these other... Right. ...cocktail things or whatever. But I was just so wired. Right. First of all, it was super fun. Just being there with everybody and whatever. But... And so I'm going in with a group of friends and this woman comes up and she goes, Are you class of 80? And, you know, we're wearing an 80 right. sweatshirt with the umbrella.
0: <laughs> right.
1: And we said yes. And she goes, you know, we're honoring your class and there are 10 seats up on the dais and we would like you to join us. So the next thing I know, I'm sitting up there. Holy with, shit. With coffee enough. <laughs> You know, with all the people they're giving, like, right, the... Right, the big speeches. The speeches, the honorary degrees. Right. The, I mean, again, it's very zealot-like when right. I think back on my life, you know, because I was just walking in, and then suddenly, you know... You got bumped asked, up to the dais. Right. So I'm sitting up there, and at that point, I'm almost as close as as we are now. I and mean, knees right. across, and I'm sitting there going, I'm going to say something. <laughs> I am going... I'm, I'm going to... I got it. Closure. Yes. I got it. I got got it. Yes. Okay. So, I mean, the the motto of Harvard is veritas truth.
0: Right. Right. So, So. I'm
1: like, what if he gets up there and starts saying...
0: Tells people that... truthful. Yeah. Honesty is the best policy. Yeah. Right.
1: I'm going to shout. I'm going to stand up and say, excuse me, Mr. Scattergory's
0: 1988
1: UCLA dinner party. Yeah. So so they introduce him saying he's won a, an Emmy and an Oscar and a Grammy right. and a Because apparently he got a Grammy for a spoken word thing and a children's song about manatees. And, right. you know, the, the man is... gets um, Awards. Yes. And he's up there and he's like, be creative, you know, do your life. And they're loving, he's getting, you know standing ovation, encore! he's singing from the Manatee song, yeah. he's the whole thing. So I'm kind of losing my nerve right. at this point. Because he's killing. A, B, I'm there that if Harvard ever realized I've never even earned a year's worth of tuition that <laughs> except, you know, the one designing right. women's group or whatever, that, they, that they're going to come and revoke my right. diploma. and um, So... Um, so now it's all over. We're walking down the stairs together. He's right next to me, and I turn to him, totally lose my nerve. I decide who am I to ruin his day? He's just spoken to you know right a hundred thousand people or whatever right, and that yes, that I'm sure security will come and right. drag me away and I don't say anything. Okay, come back to California. I am furious with myself, and right. I'm kicking myself. And you didn't. And I'm thinking I'm never going to get a chance ever get So wait, I can
0: I ask you why yeah. didn't you just say hey we were at a party together? You didn't have to bring up the cheating. You could just say hey we played a game together. Do you remember that? And then he could say, M
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: Microwave? Right. Does ring a that? bell? Right. I don't know. I mean, I just—I literally didn't just, say. Yeah. I probably smiled and nodded right. you like and gave, I'm sure I gave a thumbs right. Who knows? I don't it's know. Easy for
0: me to say. I know. I wasn't there.
1: I know. So I come back. I called. I called Jeff Marley, the guy that I had gone to the dinner party with, whom I hadn't spoken to in 15-18 years. Right. And I was like, "What was the deal?" <laughs> Did we ever say anything? Did anybody ever know? Did, did yeah, what, he continue? What, do what I, happened that night? Did I remember night?
0: this right? Yeah. Yeah,
1: And he was like, I have no idea what you're talking about. And I said, we played categories," and I was with John Lithgow. he's like, Andrea, you know, you're insane and you're asking me to remember right. something. Clearly, it hadn't been as important to jump sure on the losing team. Right. Um, so, so I, I thought, well, I have to let this go. You have to let it go. Three months later, I'm in New York. I go to Scrabble Club. Right. And because you're
0: big in Scrabble, we could do yes, a whole other thing I'm on Scrabble. in Scrabble, but
1: I won't bore yeah. you with that. But I, I love playing. Scrabble yeah. and I used to teach it and whatever, and it's my zen. You know, I don't do drugs, but give me, you know, s- seven letters on a rack, and that's the only thing I have to think about in the whole world. Um, I'm you love happy. It. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, it's it's sort of an important kind of escape
0: for me. Do you play now with regular people and or, no, or online I, or? I
1: play in tournaments. Tournaments, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. I play sometimes on Facebook with, yeah. but uh, other people play in. Termins. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, not from a snobby reason, but if, you know...
0: That's who you meet, and know.
1: Well, the thing is that if you play people who aren't, they spend the whole time going, that's not a word, and you know, whatever. Right. It's, it's... It's
0: a pain in the ass.
1: Yeah. So, uh, but it is such a wonderful game that you can play it very casually or very intensely, and it's still right. it's still a beautiful, it's really well designed, and whatever. I have a lot of thoughts about Scrabble, but anyway, I went to the Scrabble Club in New York, which is a very intense club. The right. former United States champion runs it. They run it like a tournament. Um, it's at the New York Bridge Club, and um, it's it's a very intense little scene. Right, they get very serious. I can
0: imagine. Yeah,
1: but I love it, right? So I so whenever I'm in New York, I go to that, and I sit down to play. Uh, this young boy, uh, this young Asian boy, and we, you play with a chess clock. Yeah. Um, cause you make a move and it starts the other person's clock and whatever. You have 25 minutes to make all your moves. So, um, on the clock in big block letters, it says, let's go. So I say to my opponent, is this your clock? Cause I'm just visiting. I don't have my right set or anything with me. And he says, no, it's, It was donated to the club by that woman over there. And I look over, there's a gray-haired woman standing there. uh, He goes, Jeannie Lithgow. So I said, okay. So we play the game. (laughs) So after the game, I go up to her and I say, "Um, Jeannie, is this your clock? And she said, yes. I said, can I ask you something? Um, Are you any relation to John Lithgow? And she goes, yeah, I'm his ex-wife.
0: Wow.
1: And I said, can I just ask you something?
0: Oh, she's going to really give you the dirt.
1: So, she's... She's not smoking, obviously, because we're inside, but she's kind of one of these, like, yeah, honey, you can ask me anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I said, well, um, about 15 years ago, I was at a dinner party with um, your ex-husband, and I... I guess, is now wife. And she goes, yeah, Mary. (laughs) And I said, and and after dinner, um, uh, we all played Scattergories, and I was partnered um, with John. And she looks at me, and she goes, and he cheated, didn't he? (laughs) I swear to God, I hadn't said anything. Right. And I looked at her and I said, "Why why would you say that?" And she goes, "Oh, honey, he cheats at everything. He if he were here tonight, he would be hiding the cue. <laughs> he 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 cheats all games. He cheated on me. He cheated on me seven times. Like she starts getting all worked up. And yeah. I said, "Oh my god, you know how uh When when how long ago has it been since you were married? And she said, you know, twenty whatever years. And I said, I'm. I, and she's getting like more and more worked up. And I and I'm feeling bad at this point. And I said, I'm so sorry. I only brought it up because I I saw the name on the clock. And I go to um, have you have you ever um thought about changing your last name uh back and totally calms down and she looks at me and she goes oh honey you don't realize how good that name is to get into a restaurant
0: oh i love that story <laughs> and that's, but did you that's it. but you 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 got your closure well in a way
1: and amy who i'm staying with yeah. now the actress amy aquino who i hope one day you'll do a podcast i with, would love that are you kidding um she was on a pilot with him right. and um playing his wife and and she said the entire time, all she could think about was that he had cheated because she had heard me. Is- and I said, "Did you ask him about it?" And she's like, "No, Andrea, I did not ask no, him about." I'm not it. going to. I said, "But you had things in common. You both went to Harvard. You're yeah, yeah. actors. You know, there's not that many because there aren't that many, right? You know." Um, uh, and she said, "I did not ask him." I it. And did then not she, ask him. And then she looked at me and she goes, "He's an actor." He lies for a living. Right. He plays parts. That's what acting is. And I was like, oh, okay. There you go. So there you go. All
0: right. So we'll do a lightning round with these last few. Um, What does your family think of your success?
1: Uh, I have, uh, you know, it's completely conditional. Right. They they never came to see me in, until During, I was like, on you're... TV. No, and then one time my mother finally came out here, and I was um, at um, the comedy store, and but um, Eddie Murphy showed up, and <laughs> so needless to say, I was I was bummed. And my mother, who had never ever seen me perform, who still calls me to this day, saying it's not too late to go to law school. Um, walked into the club while Eddie Murphy was on stage, going, "If I could suck my dick, own oh dick, I would." I'd never right. leave the house or whatever. That was like the first thing she heard, and she just
0: Did turned she turn around, around so she didn't get to see. So, speech?
1: so she. Well, I don't think I ever got on yeah. that night, but I do have a very sweet memory of my father. I take this Bill Boggs show in New York, and um, my father came, uh, who had sort of cut me off and everything else. Um, came and um, and I have the tape and I can still hear. He, he passed away five years ago, but I I can still hear him laughing. Uh, that so I was very lucky. But um, they they were not you know if she's happy we're happy kind of people. It was more like you you.
0: Well, you had this road seemingly... your education. You have this road laid out yes. for you, and you chose yes. not to do it.
1: Yes, and even now, you know, to me, um, if I try and explain about feeding people, my mother will say, well, you know, you're going to get hurt, and don't go in the right. hours or whatever. So they don't, it's, it's, uh, it's tricky. It's, it's too bad, because I think ultimately all of us all we want is our parents' approval, I would say probably that's 98.3% of motivation for a lot of people. Right, and it's something
0: that messes you up in ways. Yeah,
1: but my mom finally, I think on my 50th, um, she came and uh, invited to my party and she was suddenly like, oh, I see that you've lived the life you wanted to live and have friends and are happy, and I'm sorry I fought you every step of the way. And she did this really beautiful conciliatory, and people were crying, and I was so bummed because I had all these old friends. It was going to be my chance to finally be roasted, you know, because I've never been married, I've never right. had a thing. And I had some former comedians there, and I, but nobody wanted to go up after my mother.
0: Right, and go so. in. And so. she showed up uninvited?
1: Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, I had come to L.A. to do a little family thing, but then I was going to be with actual friends right. in San Francisco. And she had such a good time at that, she decided...
0: she just gone To go, to go. All right. yeah.
1: Anyway, so I guess... Um, uh, I mean, I, I think deep down. I mean, I, I, was, I was very loved, but... Um,
0: but you went a different direction.
1: Yeah, and it was not... Uh, it was not... Uh, in any way supported financially, emotionally, psychologically. And I thank someone or something, I thank them actually for accidentally giving me enough internal strength to follow my own path anyway. Right. Um, To do it. Yeah. So, uh, well, I had never wanted to be a comedian. I mean, I fell into it. You know, I still... The funny thing is I've come full circle. I mean, I wanted to be a lawyer to save the world and people and, right. I, and, and of course you can't you can only do what you individually do and there's that Buddhist precept you save one person you save the world or whatever so right. um, so it's it's come kind of full circle in that sense I am doing what I love I love that. But in the meantime, I would like to have fun. Yes. I would love, I wish I lived, you know, next door to you. Well,
0: I worry about San Francisco. person
1: here. Oh, my God. I I worry about San Francisco becoming so difficult. Yeah. And so. It's not there anymore. And, you know, everybody says the only thing that's constant is change. And uh, and people try and say, oh, it's always been about money starting with the um, gold rush. And whatever. But it used to coexist. There were always there was people room in banking. for a
0: heat yes, or yes. whatever it is.
1: Anyway, or I'm the, a bitter old lady now and no, that's but, that.
0: Yeah, you're not the first person that's told me that about San Francisco. Um who's the most famous person you ever been in an elevator with?
1: Uh oh specifically an elevator is probably Sean Penn.
0: Wow. Was he well behaved?
1: Uh it, it was very nice. I think the thing everybody always says when you tell them who you've met in an elevator, that you're always surprised that they're short. Right. And then I ran into him once on Southwest, and we sat together. And I was like, why are you on Southwest? He was just flying from here back up to San Francisco. He was filming Milk at the time. Oh, wow. Could not have been more delightful. And He was so uh, good in that
0: movie. Yeah.
1: I mean, we we I didn't know about... Uh, that film hadn't come out yet. Yeah, we spoke about um, uh, the one about the river, the Into the Wild. No, not Into the Wild. What is the one he made with... Um,
0: um, it's Into the Wild. What's Mines. his name? Oh, <laughs> no. Wasn't,
1: no, it wasn't Into the Wild. Yes, he directed it was Into it. the Wild. He
0: directed it. Yeah, yeah and Neil I Hirsch. had just... It, was
1: it was Emilio, Yes, Emilio Hirsch. Yeah. Yeah, I had just read it. So we had a nice long talk because it was one of the few times that the movie was as good as the book.
0: Yeah, I thought that if movie was really better. good. But
1: he couldn't have been right uh, nicer, more thoughtful. But in the elevator, we we didn't we hadn't we hadn't spoken. You didn't that was speak, near, but he was short. <laughs> I didn't speak, but he was short. And uh, and then yeah, and then I I think I told him that I had um, met him once in an elevator. There you go. But yeah, I think I think that would be. You know, I never remember. I crashed the funeral, the memorial <laughs> service of the man who wrote Harold and Maude, because I thought you have to go to his funeral. Right. And I I I was sitting in front of Barbara Streisand, who was really tiny.
0: Wow! I'm seeing her in concert on Tuesday night.
1: And here.
0: Here at Staples Center. Oh. New tour. And there's tickets on Gold Star, which I can't believe. I didn't get mine on Gold Star. My hairdresser had an extra ticket.
1: Well, you know why? I I have a a cat sitter right now who I was trying to tell him about Funny Girl. And he said, Barbara Streisand, she was in Meet the Fockers, right? You know, it was like one of those apocryphal things. Like, people go, oh, Paul McCartney was in a band before Wings. But this man, well, he's from Zimbabwe, but still. (laughs) His soul, his soul, and he's thirty. Nine and his sole knowledge of Barbara Streisand is that she plays the mother in Meet, Meet the, the Fockers. Fockers*. Isn't that sad? He's
0: clearly not gay. Oh, no, clearly, clearly not gay.
1: No, and I tried to explain to right. Funny Girl and Omar Sharif and you it's know, a lot. it was it's a lot of fun. You take can't, st-
0: there's too much to take on. Um, this has been delightful. Oh, thank you so much. How can people learn about what you do? Do you have a website for Acme naming?
1: Well, I do, but I just. Uh, learned recently because it's on flash that people on
0: um, Apple, and devices yes. can't see it yeah well something. check it out it's acmenaming.com yes. there you go all right All right. last question what, is, what do you have like words that you live by or something that you think about or something that keeps you going or you mean other
1: than, like, this dude shall pass kind of thing? That's, that's a good
0: one. That, I, well, that one's
1: like a... But clean, I don't live by that.
0: Right. You try, <laughs> you try to, to, but w- you think about it. I w- think about that.
1: There's there's a lot of... Um, I think there's an Eleanor Roosevelt quote that I used to love when I was younger about no one can make you feel inferior without your consent.
0: That's pretty amazing.
1: And, uh, and then there's one that if somebody does want to look me up on YouTube, I do a long, funny story about... A secret phrase my therapist gave to use with my mother that changed our entire relationship, and that's um, "I'm sorry, you're upset. What can I do to help?"
0: I think I remember you telling me this in line when we were waiting to get into the screening in San Francisco.
1: Yeah, maybe That not to to familiar do to me. a storytelling thing. Yeah, about yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so
0: once you started using that,
1: it diffuses any situation.
0: Do you use it, do you use it, you use it probably in the world too. Not I just use it in,
1: in the world too. Well, I forget to. Right. But when I remember to, yeah, it's just, whatever, whenever anyone's going crazy, you can just turn to them and say, I'm sorry, you're upset, what can I do to help?
0: And, and, the, and it usually works.
1: Totally works. They just always go, no, no, it's okay, I'm just, blah, blah, blah.
0: Do they ever give you a list and go, here's a list, do this?
1: Yeah, well... Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. All right. All right.
0: They, what about your writing? Is it online? Is your writing online or yeah, anywhere?
1: I don't know. But the puzzles... I the did, puzzles, I mean, all of it... Uh, yeah. It's, okay. It's there somewhere. There's, Isn't everything online somewhere? I don't know.
0: I hope so. All right. Andrea, Carla, Michaels, thank you so much. <laughs> and um, move down here. San Francisco is driving you nuts. I get it.
1: Did you have a spare... I need a little... I need a little house behind the house... I'm hoping it's somebody that I. Well, somebody to know. has a
0: house behind a house.
1: Yeah, through either.
0: Yeah, hit, hit us up. Yeah. All right.
1: All right. Bye.
0: Bye. Thanks again to Andrea Carla Michaels for doing the podcast and sharing all her great stuff. I will never look at a John Lithgow movie again the same way. All right. Uh, so this happened. As you know, I got a dog named Enzo, and I found a trainer on Yelp. And so far, Enzo. Has been doing really well with the training. I can make him sit. I can kind of make him walk by my side. We're working on leave it. We're working on his aggression issues that he sometimes has with bigger dogs when he's around them. But it's really funny. Like he has this special collar when I when I work with him, and it's um, it's more of a choke collar. I think they call it anyway. You can. It's not. That it sounds horrible, but it's not. But anyway. Um, after his very first lesson, whenever I would pick up that collar, he would be all about wanting to slip into it. Because I guess it meant he was going to learn and he was going to get some special treats. Anyway, he's all about slithering into that special collar. So, Or maybe he just likes a nice accessory. Who doesn't? But um, I'm going to have Greg the dog trainer on, I think, in a future podcast. Because I think it's so interesting what he does and how well he does it. So um, stay tuned for that. Alright, that's it for this week. Thanks for listening. Thanks for your patience. And we'll catch you next time on Dennis Anyone. Bye.